We can be dream makers, nurturing, compassionate. Nosotros podemos ser más unidos. We can be anything. I'm Grant Oliphant. This is We Can Be. Today we have a story of how the lives and work of two Wilsons, Janice Burley Wilson and playwright August Wilson, have intersected in ways both meaningful and magical. The first Wilson is August Wilson, the Pulitzer Prize-winning writer, and the Wilson who I am honored to be speaking with today is Janice Burley Wilson, no relation, but the president and CEO of the August Wilson Center for African American Culture in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. How about that juxtaposition? I know. It's it's really kind of fascinating and amazing when I think about you know, where I am right now and the, the magnitude of the position. But it's really exciting. I'm looking forward to the future. Before we get to your background and the history of how you arrived at this moment, just tell us a little bit about the center and why it's awesome. It's the August Wilson Center for African American Culture. August Wilson is known around the globe for his work, for his award-winning plays, and for the fact that he told the stories of the African American experience. After decades of planning, the August Wilson Center was opened in 2009 as a convening space to celebrate black arts and history. It has several museum-quality galleries, dance, meeting, and event spaces, and a 470-seat theater. The building sits on the eastern end of Pittsburgh's cultural district, and its majestic yet accessible design assures that it does not go unnoticed. The building is an architectural masterpiece. It was designed by Allison Williams, who's an African-American architect. It's a building that you can't miss. The modern design represents a sailing vessel. And within the building, the theater is the shape of a drum. There are a lot of architectural points that uh, reference people of Africa and their experience. And it's really amazing to see all of the different kinds of people that are coming through the doors. That building lends itself to so many different types of experiences and generates a lot of conversation about August Wilson, about his significance here in Pittsburgh and also around the world. So it's a very exciting time for the center and I'm honored to be in the role of president and CEO. You grew up in this community. What was it like to grow up here? I'm a suburban girl, <laughs> but my family, I come from a very large Pittsburgh family and we come from all over Pittsburgh, Garfield, Homewood, and Hills, the Hill District. My grandfather owned a barber shop. I had a grandfather who had a dentist office. One uncle owned a garage. My mother and a number of my relatives were school teachers, educators in the Pittsburgh public schools. Everything from nuclear engineers to people that did day's work. And so we kind of were all over mm. the city. So when I'm reading these August Wilson plays, a lot of the, the places, the locations, the stories, they resonate with me as they do with so many people. And just telling our stories, telling our families stories, stories that you've heard in your own families, you see those popping out, jumping out of the pages. You see your parents in the characters, your grandparents, aunts and uncles in those characters of an August Wilson play. Were you exposed to his plays as a child growing up? In school, I was not. My mother was a school teacher. She actually taught for 30 years in the Hill District mm. at Miller School, which is now Miller Centered African Academy. So she reinforced the importance of 
reading and literature and introduced us to August Wilson. August Wilson, at the time he was alive, was maybe not as celebrated by his community as he is today. Mm-hmm. And even today, maybe not as understood locally for his international prominence as he should be. Is there a favorite play of his? I mean, is there one that speaks especially to you? I love um, Gem of the Ocean. As a city. It's made of bones, pearly white bones. All the buildings and everything made of bones. I've seen it. I've been there, Mr. Citizen. My mother lived there. I got an aunt and three uncles lived down there in that city made of bones. You want to go there, Mr. Citizen? I could take you there if you want to go. That is the center of the world. In time, it will all come to light. The people made a kingdom out of nothing. They were the people that didn't make it cross the ocean. That was Felicia Rashad, who played Aunt Esther in Gem of the Ocean, August Wilson's first installment of his decade-by-decade ten-play chronicle, The Pittsburgh Cycle. Gem of the Ocean finds Aunt Esther guiding a houseguest on a soaring, lyrical journey of spiritual awakening. All of his plays deal with our history, but I think that it's dealt with in such a way that is so regal. I think that that kind of speaks to the responsibility to to speak up and to, to fight for uh, what is right in your community. You're not always necessarily ready to take on the responsibility, and that that kind of spoke to me in, in that play. In that play. Yeah. You come to the role that you have now out of an arts background. You're an artist yourself. You have had a long tenure in Pittsburgh in a fairly prominent role in a large cultural organization called the Pittsburgh Cultural Trust. Was that penchant for the arts something you grew up with? Was this something you were born with? How do you think you ended up being interested in art and writing and literature? I come from a family that's very involved in arts and music. My father is a very enthusiastic music lover and uh, always heard music growing up from a very young age, where we would you know listen with him, read the liner notes, you know, study those album covers that are like storybooks. You look at the pictures on the covers, you read the liner notes, and you kind of create your own stories as you're listening to the music. And exposure to new ideas. I remember going to sleep every night listening to WDUQ, the jazz station at the time, with Tony Mowad, who was the radio host. In the process, they helped define and redefine the jazz canon. Billy on is our encore. Hearing that music kind of coming through the wall because the speakers <laughs> in the living room were right up against the wall and I would hear that music and hear his voice talking about the artist. That's how I went to sleep every night. So I come from a background very rich in music and an appreciation for the arts. I feel very fortunate to have had the time that I had at the Pittsburgh Cultural Trust to explore those interests and create scenarios where people could come together to enjoy art, music, theater, and dance. I consider it to be truly a gift to have had that time and those opportunities to share the love and appreciation of art and music. 
The Pittsburgh Cultural Trust is responsible for curating the Pittsburgh Cultural District and encompasses a wide range of arts, but they would mostly be thought of as fairly traditional art forms and fairly Eurocentric. Did you as an African-American woman working inside an organization like that feel a special burden to express any particular type of culture? I wouldn't say it was a, a burden, but I do feel that it was my responsibility as the only senior level person of color for many, many years, I was given an opportunity to present local artists, artists from the region, or to bring in artists that were of an extremely high caliber that were African-American or people that were other than the mainstream population that you'd find here in Pittsburgh, creating programs like the Jazz Festival. The purpose of that festival is to bring people from all around the world, art and music from around the world, for this audience to experience. And you and I both know that Pittsburgh is a very segregated community. But when you look out into the audience at the Pittsburgh International Jazz Festival, it's extremely diverse in race, in age. And I find with jazz, one of the reasons I love this music is because it's very democratic. The people that are on stage that are performing together are very diverse in race, in age. And there's a, a deep respect for elders, for experience, for history. And I think that that's something in this community that we definitely need. Can you think of an example where the importance of doing that came home? Actually, I have those kinds of experiences all the time. It's really what gets me up in the morning. And I can give you an example. I presented a group called El Gran Combo as a part of the jazz festival a few years back. One of my um, dear friends, who is also very active in the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, told me that this group is like the Beatles in Puerto Rico. Okay, so this is a group that was celebrating their 50th anniversary performing together, and we brought them to Pittsburgh to do a free performance. We attracted people from all around the country. We had people waving Peruvian flags, flags from Colombia, Chile, representing people that we don't typically see every day in Pittsburgh. And we had the entire street filled with all different kinds of people celebrating this music together. It was a beautiful moment. And for the people that are living here in this community that are Hispanic, it made them feel as though they were a part of something. Another example that I can give you just very recently, the August Wilson Center presented a one-man show called Growing Pains. And the artist or the actor, his name is Nathan James. He's from Pittsburgh originally. He's based in New York. He's in a lot of movies and doing a lot of great work right now. And the play is about growing up as an African-American man here in Pittsburgh, keeping your dreams and hopes alive despite all of the obstacles that are placed in front of African-American males in this country. And... A young man that works for me, actually, he is a child caregiver for my son who has autism. And he told me that he hadn't been to a play since he was in middle school, and he's in his 20s. And I invited him, and he was so excited, almost in tears, thanking me. He literally called me about six times that day, the day of the performance, just checking to make sure it was still happening. What should he wear? What time should he arrive? And texting me 
during the performance, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I've never experienced anything like this. And after he left, he told me that that performance changed his life and he is committing himself to become more involved in the arts again. These are experiences that we take for granted because of what we do. We have access to tickets and actors and artists, but the average person doesn't typically have those. And it just reminded me how important this work is. Art is a voice for the oppressed or for the unseen or the unheard. And it really, it really is. And it's what keeps me going. You're part of a generation of Pittsburghers that in general left after the collapse of the steel industry. Mm -hmm. The region went into decline. A lot of folks of that generation left the community. You went off to college mm -hmm. and went to American University in Washington, D.C., and then came back, mm -hmm. which, given the times, was a curious decision. What motivated you to do that? I went to the University of Pittsburgh, did my undergraduate work there, got my master's degree at Duquesne University, and then I left with a husband and went to graduate school at American University, living in the very diverse, very culturally rich Washington, D.C., which I absolutely loved. Came back for family reasons, but I'll tell you, when I got here, I was struck by the lack of diversity in cultural offerings, in the segregation that you find in communities, and the very small African-American middle class. I decided that what I wanted to do was create a place where my children would be able to find a lot of options culturally and where people that were my age or younger people that were going to school here that might decide, okay, we want to get out of here because there's nothing here, they would want to stay or to create experiences that would attract people like me back to Pittsburgh. I think it's important to note that you have people that aren't necessarily black people or brown people that want that richness. They want that diversity. They want that exposure. And it's important to rally those people together so that those voices are heard. That This is what people in this region want. The August Wilson Center in downtown Pittsburgh has appointed a new leader. Today, I welcomed its new president and CEO, Janice Burley Wilson. The August Wilson Center will thrive, not just because I'm here, but due to the fact that we are all on this voyage collectively, and we have no choice but to arrive at success and sustainability for the August Wilson Center of African American Culture. What spoke to you about the August Wilson Center opportunity? Why did you care enough about the August Wilson Center to want to leave a fairly safe home like a large organization like the Cultural Trust and take on the center? I'll say in the last two years, I was given an opportunity to present those artists, those compelling stories that we needed to hear in this region and the art that we needed to see. The August Wilson name, it resonates around the world. And I saw it as an opportunity to give artists a forum and a stage to tell the, those really compelling stories about the African-American experience. So I jumped at the opportunity to lead the organization into the future. People know and celebrate August Wilson. It's about time that we properly honored him. I'm personally offended that a group of businessmen are trying to steal what we built, raised $35 million for, wound up with a total cost of $41 million, and they're trying to steal it for $9.5 million to build a hotel. The August Wilson Center for African American Culture as an art center is completely and totally 
in opposition to this for-profit hotel venture. This effort to save the August Wilson Center is not about saving a building. It's about saving history. It's about acknowledging and recognizing and holding on to history. It's about taking pride in, in a space that represents all of us. In 2014, the August Wilson Center was in foreclosure and on the brink of being sold to developers for use as a hotel. You've just heard appeals from community members who advocated for the August Wilson Center to be kept as a community center. The foundation community, including the Heinz Endowments, the Richard King Mellon Foundation, and the Pittsburgh Foundation, did not want to see this asset lost. So the community pulled together and was successful in keeping the center as its rightful gem. Like a lot of similar organizations that were launched around the same time, the August Wilson Center, which was launched into the collapse of the economy less than a decade ago, found itself struggling and eventually needed to be rescued, and you're actually leading the rebirth of it. And many folks at the time that it was going through that difficult period at least in this community and in other places around the country, wrote off their centers and decided that that was an experiment that wasn't really panning out. Why is it important that our community or any community celebrate its African-American cultural heritage? If you th just think about American culture, you have to recognize that American art and culture is deeply rooted in the African-American experience. Music, theater, visual art, all of it. And I think that people need places to learn that, to understand that. When there's greater understanding between people of different backgrounds, you can do so much more together. We have people that come in for performances and they leave with a deeper understanding and appreciation for people that are different from them. And I see the August Wilson Center as a home for that. I think that it's extremely important, especially in this political climate, that we find places for people to come together in a safe place where you can ask those questions that you might not be able to ask somewhere else, where you're going to find people that are open and interested in sharing their experience. My name is Dakota Coleman. My name is William Johnson. Dynasty Lewis, and I go to PCA, Pittsburgh Classical Academy. We are at the August Wilson Center and we're here to give a performance to our families and friends. I am. I am African American. I like this building a lot. Well, I thought it was kind of weird looking on the outside, like the building, but then once you got in, it was like this whole another place. This building is beautiful. Without African Americans, aka black people, we wouldn't have most of the stuff that we have. It's important because I feel like it gives African Americans the recognition for everything they've done and all the art they created. Yeah, this building makes me feel proud. It makes me feel proud a lot. such an important notion, the role of art in helping us see each other and understand each other. One of the misconceptions in our community about an African-American cultural center is that that's for black people in the community. How have you tried to bridge the divide between black and white? I find that our audiences are extremely diverse. 
especially for the jazz audiences. And they feel welcome when they come into the center. It's very clear that the art is of the African-American experience, telling those stories for African-Americans that don't have a voice. We have worked very hard to make sure that all people feel welcome. You have national and international aspirations for mm -hmm. the center. You think that it can be not just a voice here in one community, but a, a voice for that understanding and learning globally. How can a center in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania accomplish something like that? Well, think about the name of the building. August Wilson's work is recognized around the world. You have theater companies in Poland that are performing August Wilson's plays. We have a local director that has traveled to other countries to participate in an August Wilson production. I think that the programming that we're doing is also very global. The visual arts that we're presenting, we are bringing world-renowned artists to the August Wilson Center, which means that we're being recognized for the quality. Um, we just recently had a review of the Jazz Festival this past June in an Italian publication. So we have, the, I can't read it, but, <laughs> but we have, it was a good review, yeah, I know that. Yeah. When there is a lot of negativity, a lot of racial division, a highly charged political atmosphere, and race is repeatedly used as a fault line to divide people at the moment. How is it to lead an entity that is focused on African-American culture at a moment like this? It's liberating for me to be able to celebrate my own culture unapologetically and loud and to have the resources to bring the greatest voices of our time to the August Wilson Center. For example, we have Angela Davis, who will be here with us. There's so many people that are excited about the opportunity to hear from her and to get her perspective on where we are right now and where should we be going, how should we be working together. We have Anna Devere Smith, who is another person that uses her art to tell stories and to demonstrate the disparities between certain groups. Sometimes when I sit and think about what we're able to accomplish, it makes me very emotional. These aren't the people or the voices that most people get an opportunity to hear. Has it been difficult to get the community behind you in terms of the vision that's evolving for the center? Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> I've been very fortunate to have a few years to demonstrate what I can do there. And while I was at the Pittsburgh Cultural Trust and assisting with the management of the building and developing programming. And I think that I walked into the position with a lot of people already experiencing some of the great things that have happened in the last two years. We have a number of organizations, community leaders that are interested in giving the August Wilson Center another chance. Why the August Wilson Center? Why should it exist? Pittsburgh is blessed with an extraordinary legacy of African-American art and culture. It's an opportunity for us to reflect back on history and use it as a lesson to help chart our path forward. It is so vital and so important to how we think and feel about ourselves and how we think and feel about our community. My plan is to take that goodwill and that second or third chance, however many chances it is at this right. point, <laughs> and to make the community proud 
of what the August Wilson Center is and to believe in what it can be and prove to the local community that it really resonates globally. I was going to ask you if you have sort of a ferocious wish for the center, and it sounds like you've just stated it, actually. <laughs> We're working very closely with Constanza Romero Wilson, August Wilson's widow, on our website and on some of the materials that you'll find in the August Wilson Center moving forward. My goal is to make sure that this is a place that is authentic to his legacy and spirit, and to make sure that people around the globe understand that this is the place that really celebrates and um, illuminates his work and is a place where new work is being created at that standard of excellence. Janice, thank you. This has been a fabulous discussion and a great opportunity. You clearly are fired up about the center being a, a real center of understanding and learning. You're well on your way to doing that, so thank you for devoting yourself to the work. We're lucky to have you. We've recently witnessed how quickly progress in the realm of race can erode, making the celebration and understanding of African-American culture even more important than ever. The August Wilson Center is a meeting ground, not just for African-American culture, but for American culture, and in a very real sense, for America's soul. <laughs>